2: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Jeff and Jen, here it is. Your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, just be just because you're on the clock <laughs> doesn't mean you need to stop swiping. Never stop swiping, people. Uh, according to a new survey, the average single person uses their dating apps like Tinder and Bumble for around seven minutes a day at work. And right about 11.23 in the morning, that's the time when people are most likely to be swiping. 11.23 in the morning. the
3: middle get, of the day. You get
1: bored at work. Yep. So you're like, I might as well you get on Tinder.
3: But, man, watching people who do Tinder and yeah. do it a lot, how quickly they can swipe.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they're you just like, you know what to look for.
2: Survey also found 1.8% of people who got a cell phone provided by their company have downloaded their dating apps on it. It's a low percentage, but <laughs> that's funny, that 1.8%. Yeah, I don't care.
1: There was a girl that works in our promotions department, and we were out at uh, UC Claremont a couple weeks ago. And I was like, let me see what you have going on on there. So I opened up her Tinder app and I'm looking at it. And she had people that were like in like in Murray, Kentucky. I'm like, what is your range on this thing? But I guess when people were coming home for spring Mm. break, they were saying that they were close and local for, I guess, a week hookup or something, I guess.
2: Wow. I know.
1: To be in college again, though. I know, right? How fun would that be?
2: And it's a great early milestone in any relationship when you stop feeling like you have to leave the house and you can just sit there on the couch eating Thai food and watching a movie. I
0: was just going to say that. That's, that. that's an important movie. That's an important moment when you go, hey, you just want to get Chinese. Right.
2: <laughs> just want to chill. That's where it starts. <laughs> Second
0: movie. You know you'd reach that moment. Beginning like, of the end of the Maybe somewhere, yeah.
2: <laughs> How long do you have to wait for that to happen? According to a new survey by Tinder and Grubhub, the answer is the third date.
3: I was right. You were. I was just throwing that out the there. Third
2: date. I mean, nice. that's the thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's two sided here. Well, that's when the romance mm-hmm. ends. <laughs> but but is also, it that bad? I mean, there's no. something really comfortable about that? No, though, but right? it's
1: also when like the alone time can kind of start. Like we're just gonna stay at his place and I
2: watch yeah. movies.
1: You know, if mm-hmm. you haven't done any kind of that. physical interaction.
2: On kind of a related note, the survey also found that about a third of people hate sharing their food on a date under any circumstance. <laughs> and 56%. I don't mind you having a bite.
3: You're you not a food sharer. If
2: you really like it, then you need to get your own.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff will be like, I'll I pre-plan. Or- yeah. i just order you one. It's you funny. can't have a bite of mine.
2: Right. Yeah, that's my way of being generous. Yeah. You know what? Uh, not only can you have a bite, if you like it, I'm going to order your own. <laughs> <laughs> And 56% say you should not eat sushi if you don't know how to use chopsticks.
3: Oh, good. I'm off the hook. There you go.
2: (laughs) It's always nice when science proves that it's good to be lazy. The New York Times recently asked some experts to figure out whether it's better to walk up an escalator or just stand there. And the results were unanimous. If everyone just stood there, we would all get to the top at a faster average speed. Isn't that interesting? I wonder if the same goes for those walkways at the airport.
1: Oh yeah, the moving sidewalk. Uh-huh.
3: Stay
2: to the right if you're not
3: moving. That does make me crazy cuz I tend I do walk I think on the those. airport is a different situation though
0: because some people it's out of their control have to get somewhere.
2: Yes, they have to catch their time. connection. Yeah, right.
1: I feel like it does move faster though than just regular walking. Mhm. You know, cuz you they have the option where you can walk next to the moving sidewalk and it does seem like you go quicker than those people
2: it seems so simple to me if you're if you're going to stand there could you just stay to the right please or just off to one side doesn't even matter just so that the people that want to step up or down can pass
3: are you talking about on the escalator or
2: both yes both either now according to the story here it says when some people stand and some people walk that it can cause a backup, a line, and general chaos. So it takes walkers 46 seconds and standers 138 seconds. But the point they're making is that everyone, if everyone just stood there, everyone would get to the top in 59 seconds. I don't want to get there at 59
3: seconds. I want to get there now. See, I, I'll walk on the walking runway because it's level ground. If I have to walk up, I'm standing there.
2: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But here's my thing. Yeah.
3: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
2: If we're going down the escalator, yes. I like to trot down the escalator. I don't want to stand there. That that for me, going down steps is the easiest physical thing you can do. So if you could just kind of stand off to the side so I can get by you and get there faster, that would be helpful.
3: Well, if you get behind Jacob, you are out of luck because he places his feet perfectly in the center of the escalator with one hand on each one of the rails. Oh, that's fine. Like so an airplane kind of? It is. There is. It is a no passing zone.
2: He that doesn't want anybody moving Oscar. in front of him.
3: No, he just likes to ride. He just lets out. He, he likes, likes ride. to ride the
1: escalator. But people have all their crap. That's the problem. It's like people aren't checking their bags and stuff. So when they get on. I do it. An escalator I got all my crap.
2: I'm courteous. They have their bag
1: in the middle and everything else.
2: Come on, people. Are we? How lazy have we become?
3: We're that lazy. Evidently. <laughs> April 5th is National Caramel Day, so enjoy
0: a nice, gooey, chewy piece of caramel today. Unless you say caramel. In which case, shut your candy hole and learn how to say it right. You should not be allowed to
2: eat caramel unless you pronounce it correctly. Caramel isn't caramel, it's caramel. A quaint little beach town in Northern California. And Caramel isn't caramel, it's caramel.
0: Clint Eastwood used to be the mayor of Carmel.
2: There are caramel apples, candies with caramel, and
0: caramel corn. Not caramel corn. Mm. Car-mel.
3: Car-mel. Mm. Car-mel
2: i'm a caramel guy me too i think i say both
1: <laughs> i think you. i just... say caramel caramel
2: maybe it depends on the word coming after True. caramel caramel
1: I feel like it should depend on where you buy it. If you buy it at a fancy store, it's a caramel. <laughs>
2: Maybe that I'm saying
1: get it somewhere caramel. caramel.
2: Caramel. It's caramel. Really just fast so that it carmel. sounds like caramel. Mm. And then there's carnal. Totally different. Wallet Hub just released the results of a study that ranks the states from the best place for millennials to the worst place for millennials. And... Evidently, the best place, the best state in the U.S. for millennials is North Dakota. Who knew? Rankings are based on 24 different factors, including the cost of living. They look at the cost of living. What does it cost to live there? Mm-hmm. The percentage of adults under the age of 35, you know, social and dating pool, the millennial unemployment rate, young voter turnout rates, how engaged are they? and how friendly the states are for single people with things to do and north dakota is number 1 <sighs> followed by minnesota south dakota iowa utah
3: this is what's crazy though i mean you when you those are not sexy places you know when you think hey i'm young i'm single let's go where's bismarck is that north dakota or south dakota Northern. I'm
0: not sure. A friend of That's mine moved cool. there for work years ago, and probably about four or five years ago, loves it. Really, loves it. He's like, I never thought I would love. it. How does here. he
1: like the winter time though? Because isn't get used that to it. Ju- I don't know. Yeah. I went there one time when I was younger because we took a trip from. We drove out west with my grandparents and my dad and I, and it was some of the most boring country I had ever been a part of. It's just everything is. There's not a lot to do there.
2: Yeah, I hear the same thing about Colorado. Colorado came in uh, in eighth place, Nebraska, Vermont, and then states that rank the worst. A lot of southern states, Mississippi, Alabama, New Mexico, Arizona, Arkansas. Did you like living in Arkansas? I
0: did. I lived there twice. Although I lived in a little corner that was much different than the rest of the state.
2: What but part of it what was the I town live in, you lived in Fayetteville, Fayetteville, Arkansas, yeah, it's where,
0: how it's, big is it it's where Walmart world headquarters is. So what's up to all of our P and G people who fly there daily? Yeah, um, it's about a half million people.
2: So decent size. It's not like it's a so how's it different from, say, Little Rock or, or the uh, rest of Arkansas? The
0: bottom half of the state is flat mosquitoes oh, yeah. farming. The top half is mountains. Oh, like, you know. Rivers.
2: Mountains. How
1: would you like compare? Is it so it's smaller than Cincinnati? Oh, yeah. Like uh, by a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. A
3: third, fourth. Yeah. Size. But
0: it was fun. And there were a lot of young, youthful sort of jobs. But that's, it's not the whole state. It's just that little corner. Hmm. Lots of
3: jobs at Walmart.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, Louisiana, Nevada, Georgia, Florida. Yeah. All southern states, I guess.
3: Which is, you know, it, not it's as strange. Yeah. You would have thought that, you know, the Chicago's and the Boston's and the San Francisco's would have been up there. I mean, Colorado makes sense because of Denver, but...
2: I think those cities lost out because of the high cost of living. Yeah, that's what killed Mm. them. Yeah. All right, April is Distracted Driving Awareness Month. So, the National Safety Council put together a bunch of stats about it, and here are five that you might find a little disturbing More than a third of teenagers have browsed social media while driving or say they probably will once they get their license. And 17% say they've already contributed to a crash because they were distracted by something. Uh, Almost half of us feel pressure to check our work email while we're driving. 71% of us say that you can have up to three drinks and still be good enough to drive. Which might be true if it's three drinks over the course of three hours, but definitely not three drinks in one hour. Also, 13% of people admitted to driving after smoking pot in the last month. About a third of us think it's okay to drive on less than four hours of sleep.
3: That's not good. No. I can promise you that. I know
2: how I am on four hours yep. of sleep, and it's not good. But several studies have shown it can be as dangerous as driving drunk. Yeah, I mean, how do you measure that? You know, you pull someone over for driving as they're they're intoxicated. You're convinced they're intoxicated. They blow. Mm-hmm. They come up zero. They just didn't get any sleep.
3: That's awful.
2: I know. And about two thirds of us have felt unsafe because someone else got distracted behind the wheel.
1: Can they charge you with something like driver distraction? If sure. You're, if mm-hmm. you're tired and driving.
2: Well, that's how do you measure tired though? That's the like with alcohol with a substance you can. Test. Mm-hmm. You can test for that, but
1: I mean, don't you think there's some kind of like cognitive, like put
3: your finger up by your nose? Well, that's thing? the thing, though. Once you get pulled over, uh, the adrenaline starts. Yeah, you and You wake up. Mm.
2: But only 25% of us think our own distracted driving puts people at risk. Yeah. When I was a, when I was a teenager, I hadn't had my license all that long, and I had worked a double shift at the movie theater, and then I went to my girlfriend's that night. And I had this horrible cold, and. Her mom gave me that liquid Comtrex stuff, which you know, I I didn't know. It was like drinking a shot of liquor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and I was so tired, and I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to go home. And I left, and I could barely stay awake. And I remember I drifted,
3: Ooh. and mm-hmm. it was
2: really late at night, and I was on a four-lane freeway, and luckily there were no cars out there, but I drifted, and I went off to the side of the road, and I sideswiped a guardrail. Mm-hmm. And the impact of that sent me flying across four lanes, and of course, you know, I slam on the brake and I corrected where I basically did a one eighty. So I was stopped facing the wrong direction, and here comes an eighteen wheeler truck right at me, mm. and it it did stop just in time. But scare the crap out of you, boy! I'll tell you what. I mean, that was an early lesson that stayed with me. Understood, right? Why it would be? Yep, sure. Hey, this 29-year-old guy, his name is Jonathan Kulig. He was stepping off a subway train in New York on Saturday evening when he saw something fall on the tracks on the other side of the station. I saw the video of this. It was incredible. Turned out it was a person. It's not clear if the guy was drunk or what, but he looks like he's in his 20s. He was lying on the tracks and wasn't moving, and no one was doing anything about it. So Jonathan jumped down. He ran across both sets of tracks, which is so dangerous because that third rail is electrified and will kill you instantly. Mm. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Wow. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, if you live in New York and if you ride the Do subway enough, you, know you know which rail. Yeah. But he jumped down, ran across both sets of tracks, lifted the guy up onto the platform and saved his life. And a 15-year-old kid got it all on video, and it's good video. And when he's lifting him up, you can even hear a voice on the PA system saying that a train is coming. And those trains, especially in some of those subway stations, if they're on those straightaways, they come in mm. fast. Wow. And it turned out he had about a minute to spare, but he didn't know that. Turns out Jonathan is an engineering supervisor for Con Edison, the, the uh, New York City area electric company, and had to take a track safety course last month for a project he was on. So he knew a few things like, again, how to avoid stepping on the third rail so he didn't get shocked. Con Ed praised him for it on Facebook and also gave him a a shout out to the ladies by mentioning that he is, in fact, single, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, They said, what were you thinking? What were you thinking when you did that? He said, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. I I just reacted. And he doesn't blame people for standing there and doing nothing because he says, look, it's it's scary and it's dangerous. Paramedics took the guy he saved to the hospital and he's going to be okay. 7.45, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at com.